Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free. Welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss the three phases of annealing, recovery, recrystallization, and grain growth. Welcome, Carly. Well, thank you, Miles. Annealing, this is steel, right? This is steel, yes. Okay. Yes. If I start talking about other metals, hold your ears. (laughs) Actually, I knew by the look on your face because your eyes get all bright when you get to talk about steel. Well, it's it's my safe space. (laughs) Yeah. All right, teach me. Okay, so our shops typically process metallic materials that have been cold work, cold drawn steel. We got to see cold drawing in a mastery program. Yes. Right? And this cold working provides advantages over the as rolled hot roll material that w- could otherwise be provided. Um, mechanical properties are improved because the cold work increases tensile strength a little bit, increases the yield strength a lot. That makes for a crisper chip, which improves machinability, and it's also been uh, pickled or blasted so there's no scale on it. It's got uh, better roundness, better dimensional. Uh, I mean, it's just cold, cold work is like it's magic for our machine shops. However, there still opportunities to improve even more the performance of the steel, the mechanical properties, and we do that by applying heat. <laughs> you know, cold work raises property. Heat <laughs> can change the property. So today we're going to talk about adding the heat and modifying mechanical properties to suit our goal. Okay. So should we start off with cold work? Why don't we do that? Okay. So I've already used it. I may as well explain what I meant by that. <laughs> so in cold work... We deform a metal, um, and it's at a temperature below where the metal can recrystallize. So the first thing we have to understand is metal is really, uh, it's a crystalline solid, a polycrystalline solid. There are many crystals in it, and these crystals at a certain temperature can change phase. They can change phase from one phase to another. So from ferrite, we can get austenite if we raise the temperature. So um, if we heat it above that austenite temperature and then quench it, we can get martensite, which uh, we won't talk about on here because that's not annealing. But, but we can change the structure, the arrangement, by using heat. Cold work uh, is done in bar stock and wire. We pull the material through a carbide die there's an oil film, interesting note. The steel never touches the carbide. It is forced to its new size by a thin film, maybe two molecules thick of oil. Wow. If the metal actually hit the carbide, it would weld instantly and we'd have a scratch. So the oil is actually doing it. The carbide just provides the support. So somebody says you're a good supporter, <laughs> that's, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> So by, by drawing it, we have controlled angles, we know how much power, we know how much work is being done by the reduction, and so we uh, increase the strength, we reduce the ductility, which makes that chip crisp, 
and the size, shape, roundness, and straightness all improve. Cold work. Cool. So then what's recovery? So recovery is what also occurs at low temperatures, and it eliminates work hardening effects. So the grain structure itself doesn't change. So the grain size, the grain boundaries are the same, but you can get small changes in hardness due to the decrease in, uh, in energy that remains in, in the metallic matrix. Then what's recrystallization? So if we raise the heat, so the recovery, I've got cold work steel. So recovery, if I heat it up just a little bit, let's say six or 700 degrees. Actually, I don't wanna be at 600 because I can get blue brittleness, which should be another podcast. But if I can get just a low temperature going on, it, the steel's gonna, you know, it's like I put a cold beer in your hand, right? You just kind of relax, ah. right? So recovery is that, you know, here I'm handing you a beer by raising the temperature. You can, you know, you can just recover. And so the, the material relaxes a little bit, and so some ductility comes back in the material. It's a little less brittle, and that's recovery. So recrystallization, we raise the temperature even more, and like I explained, we could change that ferrite to austenite by raising the temperature, right? So if I raise the temperature sufficiently, I will change the crystal structure from ferrite and perlite to austenite, and then I get new grains, and the thermal energy, the more heat there is, the faster it it happens, and this can reduce uh, distortions in the crystal structure, and so um, it basically erases the mechanical property improvement that we did by cold working. So it's like a get out of jail card. Aha. So if I want to go back to normal, I can just raise it, raise it. It's gonna, it's gonna recover. It's gonna recrystallize, and then. Now I'm back with lower hardness, lower yield strength, a little more ductility. Um, chips are going to be a little more gummy, but I've got my properties not on a high knife edge. They're not really high. All right, then the third phase is grain growth. So what's that? Yeah, so well, if uh, you know, imagine you just keep putting fire on it. <laughs> okay. okay. Eventually, everything's relaxed to the point, everything's recovered to the point where there's nothing more to do. So the grains just get bigger. So I go from a fine-grained microstructure in, pragmatically, in the, in the material. These grains can grow and they can coarsen. And so I will have a, it won't be as rolled, but it will be as, as examined, a coarse-grained structure and uh, the grain boundaries are just eliminated. I look for these when somebody has a problem with heat treat. If I find big blown out grains, I knew it, it cooked too long. It's like you burnt the cupcakes, right? <laughs> you burnt the cupcakes, only it doesn't look burnt. It's just under the microscope, I've got grains that are, you know, huge. 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 Okay. 
So I've heard you talk about stress relieving. Is that part of this too? Stress relieving is what we do to get recovery. Okay, that's how those play together. Right. And then, and we're talking about annealing, but are there types of annealing or just annealing is annealing? Well, there, there are types of annealing and depending on the carbon content of the steel, whether it's a carbon or alloy steel, I would use different temperatures and I would try to get either a lamellar perlitic anneal, which would be on the medium carbons like 4140, anything above 1050 if it was a carbon steel, or I would try for a spheroid, spheroidal anneal. Um, and uh, the spheroidized anneal is done on the real high carbons like drill rod 1090. Okay, anything that I've got really high carbon in. And what I'm trying to do is get all the carbide, the, the carbide, iron carbide, in the microstructure to roll into tiny little spheres in the steel as opposed to being lamellar plates like in the LP anneal. And here's the thing. It's so easy as a naive beginning meddler just to say, oh, I've rolled these hard carbides into balls so they'll roll better, right, uh -huh. on the tool. It's not that at all. It doesn't work like it that. It doesn't work like that at all, you know. What happens is those spheres give you the maximum free path around it. If I've got all the carbide rolled into little balls, then I've got the most of that gummy ferrite surrounding it. And so I have a greater, what we call, mean free path for that ferrite to deform chip, break, and get out of the way. So on, on the lamellar perlite, we want them to be there as layers, but on the spheroidized, we're trying to get that hard stuff contained so that we can hit the easy, easy cutting that surrounds it. So they're not balls like ball bearings. They're like, they're like in handcuffs. <laughs> they're, they're held tight in little <laughs> balls. Tight. They're in little bubbles and I can't get out. All right, so annealing's basically, it, it's heating the material and then at, at high temperatures and for long enough to eliminate some of the effects of the prior cold work. Exactly, exactly. And, and then you gotta cool it. Well, so your air cool, it'll, it'll just cool in air. It'll, it'll just it'll cool. cool in air. The spheroidized, we actually slow cool it in the furnace. It, it's a long process. It huh? might be in the doggone furnace for hours, shifts, you know, it's going through the zones, take it, because we, it's a diffusion process. Yeah. I've got to get into that material, it's like an inch an hour to get the temperature into the center, right? Okay. Okay, so I got, got, got to get the heat into the center, then I got to hold it there, and then it's, that energy is going to be used to diffuse stuff, so, so, yeah, it's a diffusion process. Okay. I'm feeling a little wiser about the three phases of annealing. Well, recovery, recrystallization, and grain growth are the deal. If you see grain growth, you've gone too far. <laughs> That's kind of the quick summary. That reminds me of when uh, my fire alarm goes off when I've burnt something. Yes. I've gone too far. You've gone too far. <laughs> we look for grain, blown out grains. We see blown out grains too much fire. And everybody likes to throw fire on steel. I mean, it's just, I think it's a human thing, you know. Mm -hmm. 
fire, steel heart. <laughs> that wraps up today's podcast on three phases of annealing, recovery, recrystallization, and grain growth. We hope you found it helpful. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You don't want to miss one. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org, where you can also search for articles, webinars, more podcasts, and other resources. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see the myriad of other benefits. And why is a PMPA membership so important, Miles? Because Because we we are are better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.